0: Debra, it's happening.
1: Fantastic. What's happening?
0: Collaboration. See, Uh take a look. I'm on this email chain with all these people about resetting their password, right? So naturally, I replied all, saying very cleverly, I might add, mission accomplished. My new password is password1234. And now look what's happening.
1: So someone just replied all to your reply all message and they said unsubscribe.
0: Yeah, classic collaboration, right?
1: Okay, then wait, someone else just replied all saying, please stop replying all when you reply all. Everyone on the list gets the message.
0: A very helpful collaborative note.
1: Okay, wait, and now someone else is replying all and they are asking to be removed from this list. So you've created a reply all maelstrom.
0: I know, right? How collaborative. Look at all these people talking.
1: Yeah, but all they're talking about is asking others to stop replying all while they themselves are replying all.
0: Exactly. co o
1: Yeah, but collaboration is more than that. It's more than, do I really need to reset my password? I really like my password. Wait, what?
0: Ooh, ooh, ooh. Reply all and say, me too.
1: No, no, no. Collaboration is about working together towards a common goal. It's about support. It's about coaching others to succeed. It's not about what this one said? how to replace the sticky note under your keyboard with your new password written on it.
0: <laughs> the rascal. Ooh, reply all and just say LOL. Uh,
1: okay, or why don't you come with me and we'll talk to some people who actually know a thing or two about collaboration, and hopefully this reply all storm will stall without you gleefully feeding it.
0: Okay, but first let me find some sort of password emoji. Or or, or, or a gif. Or, or is it GIF? Wait, let me reply all and ask the group. No! all righty everybody another episode of culture unfiltered
1: culture unfiltered
0: hey there we go <laughs> perhaps the last echo that
1: of. might be it we might sunset it after this uh to this episode for yeah. our new season coming up this is the last episode of this season indeed, of unfiltered indeed. so we'll freshen things up for season three
0: yes and and thank you again for for joining me for this whole year uh it has once again been a pleasure so are
1: you talking to our our listening audience or me specifically
0: well, definitely just the listening. <laughs> yeah, but um,
1: you know, it's, it's, it's been okay with you too. Yeah, it's been all right. It's been good. You know. It's been good. So
0: Deborah, what I'm really excited about today is we're talking collaboration again. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: this time it is just us. We, it is a all call in, all write in show. It is people asking us questions. We have no guests to speak to. It's I don't just hold me. on. I first I was... caller Bob and Skokie, he's asking Deborah and Kevin, how do you do it? Um, uh, so that you know kicking us off i think
1: kevin yeah uh we do have guests today oh i know it doesn't oh. seem like we have guests because the guests we have are normally the behind the scenes production crew for our show oh, but my. but we're talking to them today remember about
0: yeah. collaboration You know, truth be told, I think I did know that.
1: Yeah. So let's welcome them in, shall we? Yes, absolutely.
2: Let's do that.
1: All right. So with us today, we have Joel Bassa and Matt Halk, Gentlemen, good morning.
3: Hello. Hello. Good morning. Good morning.
1: Good morning. So for our listening audience, why don't we take a moment and give you guys an opportunity to introduce yourselves? Joel, we'll start with you. And then Matt, tell us a little bit about you.
3: Sure. So I'm Joel Bassa. I'm creative services manager here. I've been with Paychex for, um, I think going on a little over three years now, where prior I was part of the user experience team and came over here recently, about a year ago, uh, to lead the creative services team.
2: Awesome. Nice. All right. And hey, I'm better known as producer Matty, for, yep. for most <laughs> listeners. Uh, Matt Hauck, I'm uh, the senior multimedia developer on Joel's team, creative services. i uh, been here for about eight and a half years, uh, and yeah, we do a lot of the multimedia stuff you guys see at Paychex primarily internally consumed we do a lot of video and podcasts uh, and we do some stuff for external as well.
1: Cool very cool Indeed. so you, you kind of led us right into our first question so creative services Joel you mentioned it's a, a, a newer um, sort of designation as a team uh, for about a year now although the work that the team has been doing has sort of been happening in different ways uh, over the course of many years. But why don't you guys tell us a little bit about what creative services does, what the responsibilities are, and who you support uh, with the work that you do?
3: Yeah. So as Deborah was saying, creative services, the body of work that we're responsible for um, has existed for for a long time now. But really about a year ago, there was a change to be made to combine the forces of uh, our media development team that Matt is a part of, and our presentation support team for for mo- as most people know it. Really, in the end, the the combination of these two teams is really about storytelling, right? So we're supporting a ton of folks within Paychex. We're doing some work that's actually making its way outside of Paychex as well. So if it's employee communications, um, HROD, PD and IT, marketing, etc., what we're trying to do is you know, meet with them, find out what the requirements are and tell a great story and how that makes its way out into the, into the wild. That differs, right? That might be a, a piece of video, that might be a podcast, that might be a presentation, that might be an infographic. And so what we try to do is try to tell a great story in the best means possible.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. And And I think essentially you hit on exactly why we asked you to be on with us today. So you are a team yourself you as a team function with every other team in the company. So we, we really wanted, we said, hey, who, who's a great story of collaboration mm-hmm. in ter- Like in broad scope? So as a team yourself, how do you function alongside all of those other teams? Can you talk a little bit about how you manage that as a team unit yourself that needs to function with all of these other teams and make sure that everyone's objectives are achieved?
2: You, like you mentioned, we work with everybody in the company, so we 've built really bad fences in terms of keeping people out. I think you know uh, <laughs> there's a lot of talk in the company about building silos, and we don't have them where we are we We really are open to working with and collaborating with anybody in the company, and that could be i t marketing or um, you know training h r talent acquisition any anybody who comes to us with a need we're happy to work with them and um, in terms of how do we balance those those priorities because, you know, somebody will come to us and say, well, this is for my vice president. And then another person will come and say, well, this is for our vice president. And it's like, okay, well, you know, it's hard for us to manage what those priorities are going to be. And it really comes down to the blue chips of the company. And we, we prioritize our projects and where we're going to spend our time based on what is the most important to paychecks as a whole.
1: That's awesome. And, you know, I imagine as a creative services team, the teams that are coming to you for support for guidance for ideation um i would assume and and keep me honest here but i would assume that they're sometimes coming to the table with already a vision in mind so you are a team of creative individuals you are designers and you know creative thinkers how do you manage the conversations with an, with a customer with your internal customers when your creative vision might differ from what they come to. So how do you sort of take yourself from, you know, being a team of order takers that's just churning out the exact order that a a client internally is asking for, um, and instead influence based on your creative expertise?
3: Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's often that we'll, we'll have a discussion with a stakeholder and they've got a prescribed idea already. Right. And, that's okay to start with because sometimes that that's a good way to start the conversation. But w- where our team tries to take the conversation is really what are you trying to say? What are your key messages that you want? What's what's a definition of success for you uh, when this this project is complete? And when we have those discussions, typically it starts bringing out other ideas. And they at times we may land back at that that prescribed idea, but other times it and many times it leads to a better idea, right? And I think that's the key is just trying to get our stakeholders and ourselves in a mindset where let's break it down to component pieces. And from there, we can build something great.
2: Yeah. You know, so I was listening to uh, a different podcast uh, this week and a famous American actress said that ego is the quickest killer of collaboration. And and I fully agree with that because, you know, um, yes, people do come to us sometimes with ideas that are anywhere from fully baked to barely even started. And so sometimes <laughs> they want us to. Um, You know, put all of the ideas on paper. Sometimes they want to take their idea and just kind of bring it across the finish line. And I think that as a team, if we are too possessive of any one of our ideas, if we aren't open and welcoming of what other people are bringing to us, then that's not collaboration. That's not that's not serving the better good of whatever this initiative, whatever this project yeah. is. And so, um, you know, when a project comes to us, um, sometimes uh, it, it does need some love, needs some ideas, and sometimes it's fine how it is. And so, whether we are taking the entire idea um, and owning it or if we just have a small component of that, you know, either way we're happy to work with whoever's coming to us.
1: Yeah. One other question that I had actually. So the last year, I know we talk a lot about how, you know, how COVID has impacted our, the way we do business every day and the way we interact every day. I'm curious if you can shed some light into how virtual life, how moving and shifting so quickly to virtual has impacted your team or how it has changed, um, or sort of force the hand of evolution on how we adopt virtual technologies, virtual collaboration tools for the different, you know, you mentioned earlier, Joel, that one of the things that your team supports is that meeting, um, Mm -hmm. and presentation, uh, support. So maybe talk a little bit about what that has looked like over the last year and where you see it going maybe in the coming year.
3: Yeah. I actually think it just accelerated where we were heading already. So, um, you know, for example, Leadership Meeting and Sales Conference, which have typically and historically been in-person, large produced events, on location, et cetera. Now we had, with because of COVID, we had to pivot to virtual events and still make it an engaging event. Find uh, and, and so part of that was, how can we still inject a ton of creativity with it, and, but also find the tool set that's going to support all of, the, all of those ideas? Um, so, you know, we went to a streaming platform called Vimeo, which is now being used again for this upcoming season of meetings, um, and really had a ton of success for it. And I think the same can be said about what we've done on the media side. Right. Um, and we're kind of doing that. Now maybe Matt, you can can talk a little bit about that.
2: Yeah. Some of it has been by necessity, like you said, you know, um, when this all started, uh, a year ago, we had a huddle myself Jeremy Mensing and Maryla Tomaso are also developers on our team and we said well how can we how can we record video and audio when we can't be with people like that's pretty critical yeah. is to be yep. with them in order to record them. Um, and so we, you know, looked at technology and some of it was great and some of it was really, really rough. Um, and you guys have been front row and witnessed some of those rough patches <laughs> were, guinea really over here. We, yeah. We have,
0: yes, we are the guinea pigs.
2: So yep. in terms of just recording the content, it's been a challenge and it has required collaboration with some of our partners in it in desktop engineering and networking security to enable us to find the, the pathways where we can record people virtually. Um, I think one of the other challenges that we've faced this year is how collaboration for our group tends to happen organically and spontaneously. And sure. for the past year, it's had to be a lot more deliberate. You know, mm-hmm. So we've had to schedule our brainstorming conversations as opposed to having brainstorming conversations in the break rooms and the hallways and the elevators here at Paychex. And so... Um, that's been a real challenge too. We've we've had to find ways where we can where we can be together, um, because some of our best ideas and and you know Kevin and Deborah you've been party to this as well. Some of our best ideas happen when that's not the intent of the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've had to be a lot more deliberate this year, in making sure we have those times together where we can where we can collaborate. Yeah.
0: Sure. Now along those lines, I'd love to as master collaborators. Is there anything personal that you could offer to the folks listening in terms of tips, tricks, any any best practices, any anything that you feel in terms of how to collaborate? If people are challenged with it, thinking about uh, you know different ways to go about it, uh, what can you offer them in terms of advice?
2: I would start um, first of all, like I mentioned, ego uh, to begin with always enter into any of these collaboration efforts with the idea that you your idea might not be the right one might Mm -hmm. not be the best one um and uh so there are times where you know it's cool to see your idea rise to the top and, and and be the front runner but there are times where your idea either may be shelved for now or might just be a small component of the overall final uh final project um and it's funny you know I'm a I'm a big music fan. So a lot of the things that I talk about, I find ways to tie them back to music. And there's there's a 90s band who I'm a big fan of, Better Than Ezra. And you know, most people probably think of them as one-hit wonders, and that's fine. Like you know their one song, you you'd sing along to it in the car. The lead singer of Better Than Ezra is an exceptional songwriter and has written number one songs for a number of other artists. And I could list off five or six of them and you would know those songs and you would have no sure. idea that he was the the songwriter behind it. Mm-hmm. And, and the idea there is, you know, there are times where you are the lead singer and there are times where you take all the credit and there are times where you're the role player and maybe you're behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. You know, um, if I think about our presentation side of the house, we've got Mike Gregoire who is a fantastic designer for our presentation support. And when Marty is up on stage giving a presentation to thousands of people, Mike's not up there taking credit with Marty, but Mike was critical in making sure that, that message got to all those people. So, you know, bringing it back to music again, sometimes you're Richie Sambora and you're sharing a microphone with Bon Jovi, and sometimes you're the songwriter who gets the credit in the liner notes. So sometimes yeah, you sure. need to know when you're up front and when you're a role player.
1: Yeah, I love I like that. that. I think that's awesome advice.
3: I think another thing I'd, I'd throw out there is also... Go outside of your comfort zone. Meaning, go outside of your your inner network or your network, right? So, a lot of times we like to present ideas our team with folks that might not know the exact topic. Allow them to poke holes in it. Allow them to ask questions. And sometimes, yeah. you know, we're a little too close to a topic or too close to content, and because of that, you, you kind of you know you put your blinders on unknowingly. And when you do that, when um, you get those outsiders' opinions, you, you, it brings up a lot of thought, a lot of creative ideas. And it, it being vulnerable in that way, it gives you a lot of uh, options after that.
1: I love it. Awesome. Well, Kevin, I think we nailed this one in terms of guests. What do you think?
3: Uh,
0: yeah. Yeah. I mean, although you know, uh, maybe a bit of a surprise would have been. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Been good sorry to, to
1: blindside you there. Yeah. Um, but Joel and Matt, thank you for for stepping out of the booth, as it were, and uh, joining us <laughs> on this uh, final <laughs> episode of season two of Culture Unfiltered. You guys are our master collaborators, and I think that our listening audience will be better for the advice that you shared and and the perspective that you uh, that you shared with us as well. So. Thank you both so much for joining us on another episode of Culture Unfiltered.
2: Well, thank you both for having us, and again, it's always been a pleasure collaborating with you guys. And you know, Deborah, I am a huge fan of all of your work. Everything you touch turns to gold. It's wonderful. I'm, <laughs> thank I'm you. I'm president I appreciate of the, that. the Lunatics Fan Club, and and Kevin, yes. you know, I'm also familiar with your work.
1: <laughs> yeah kevin
2: yeah thanks uh, some, somehow i knew I,
0: I knew that was coming i knew my my joke at the beginning would not go uh unreturned but yes thank, thank you, you thank you both for, for being thanks, with guys. us thanks thank guys you for all that you do we
2: appreciate
0: this podcast is property of paychecks inc 2021 all rights reserved